the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 315 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We are here. We're still alive. Maybe our offense looks dead, but we're still alive, doing our thing. We've got the full crew, which is beautiful. Bam is here. Tony's here. Araceli's here. And, of course, me. I am in the mix doing what I do best outside of supporting in the North End. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the game. I know, against Intermessi. We're going to definitely talk about Portland and the, the changing Portland since they've changed managers and all of a sudden have found themselves. The developing Western Conference, because that's getting rather tight. Uh, there's a lot to talk about and only a little game, a little bit of games to go before it's playoff time. So, yeah, we got a lot to cover today. Um, let's go to Bam first. Bam, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. It's cold, wet, miserable outside. We've got a um, storm going through at the moment. Um, but, yeah, no, I just need to get this last game off our chest and get ready for the upcoming game. Yeah, I mean, we have to. And, and to be honest... The 3252 and many LAC supporters already have gone past this. Um, I heard about 250 of them are heading up to Portland right now. So it's going to be a big army heading up that way. Um, shout out to all you guys making the trip. That That's absolutely brilliant. Um, you always have a good time up there. You make it a good time. Um, I wish I could be there with you guys because it is always, always a blast in Portland. Uh, Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Little tired. Had a long day. A very crazy wake up call, but overall doing well. Um, excited to talk about this game and the same thing. And I keep repeating over and over because we don't seem to get it right until playoff starts. Hopefully, we do though. I mean, it's a little hard to get it right when we lack the magic Tony moment. You know, we broke the streak. We all saw what happened. I know. I know. Araceli, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm just ready for fall weather, so I'm over this heat now. But, I mean, the Chiefs just lost. So if anyone's following NFL, there's that. But Oh, yeah. The pointy ball started tonight, <laughs> didn't it? Season's back. That's all but right. Other than that, back please, everything's going well, so. Good. I know you're uh, you're ramping up for the MLS two playoffs, um, which you know love and seeing what you're doing so far. Keep it going. Uh, really impressive. I know LA, LAFC two is not going to be a part of the show there, but we know you will be, and so we're looking forward to hear about the progress there because you never know in that league who could end up in our house. It is the way the league runs, so who knows? Um, but yes, thank you for coming on. Of course, it's always a late night for Araceli, so of course everybody. Give her a big old round of applause. Uh, she comes in late every time. And, of course, bam, midday doing his thing. So let's get after it, of course. Inter-Miami came to our house, and so did half of Hollywood and a part of the former royal family um, doing their thing. I will say he's a war hero, so I'll give him that. Um, yeah, pretty crazy, pretty wild. Triple barricades all over the stadium. It did not look like the bank at all. Um I got to be honest, as much of a circus as it was, I look forward to next week when the things look normal and we get back to doing what we do best. So, yeah, that. Um, madness, total madness. Um, I know we're going to cover the match, but I, Tony, impressions before this thing kicked off, man, how wild was it? 
We lost Tony for a moment. Sorry, I was doing something. Uh, Looking up some stats. Uh, It overall was stupid crazy running into the madness of finding parking in general. Uh, The crazy thing is, is most of you know the parking right behind, I want to say like right behind the former uh, cheesecake. Uh, our cheesesteak place uh, was $100 cash only. So I could only show you how crazy this was. Yeah, just to park right there outside. Uh, overall, it was seems like it was going as well as it could have been. Congrats to security for blocking most of Miami and Miami fans, I'll say, from getting to North. And, of course, there are some people who did sneak in, and I had we had to get them out. Of the yep. North End, but overall, it was a very, you saw the fake fans and also the uh, messy Barcelona jerseys, which also I saw some Real, Real, uh, Real Madrid and Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester United jerseys as well, which was weird to, to see as well when he's not even here. Weird, weird hate, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. They were for us on the day. I that's a weird vibe, even though you know they 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 I guess the comments today were that the rivalry is over, which I found absolutely hilarious, but whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, shout out to 3252 as well for the crazy tailgate. Um, you know, the 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 wristband madness and all the crazy food, it was it was really good. Everybody did well with that. So there is that. The lead up was proper, it was crazy, it was a circus, as we said. Now let's get to the circus of a match, of course. This was a game we ended up losing, of course, three to one. Storyline was a bit wild. I will say these were the lineups, and then Tony is going to give you the lowlights and the highlights. Uh, Miami, of course, kicked off with a 5-3-2, as we predicted last episode. Uh, They had uh, in goal uh, calendar. They had center backs for Miller, uh, Christoph, and Aviles. And then your outside backs, of course, were Yedlin and Alba. Typical, right? Uh, midfield, of course, was anchored by Busquets uh, with Kramashi and Gomez. And then up top was Farias and Messi. So not a huge surprise for what we saw out there. Uh, this is how he handles the 4-3-3. Uh, Tata is Tata. He will always make adjustments according to his opponent more than even his own side. It's all about matching to the opponent. That's exactly what he did. Now, what did we field? Our typical 4-3-3 as expected. Of course, McCarthy was in goal. Keeling and Long were in the back. So they went with, with the uh, experience there. Uh, Palencia was on the right and Hollingshead was on the left. So Palacios was not available. Well, he was available, but not to start the match. Now, in the midfield was Sanchez, Bogush, and Acosta. I think we pretty much predicted that one pretty straightforward there. Up top, Gonzalez as your, as your number nine. So they say uh vela and boanga as your wingers and that was the story right there is was the lineup was pretty much as good as you can get for us as good as you can get for miami outside of palacios maybe starting for us uh and so they were ready to rip it um and they did it, it, it kicked off it went pretty furious pretty quickly um before talking about the negatives of course let's talk about the run of play itself early stages it was us we were the story we were taking it to these guys it looked kind of like a Mike Tyson fight where he just goes in swinging hard, hoping to connect. Usually does connect, except we didn't connect. So that's kind of how it went. And then things went south. Not too soon after that. So, Tony, let's go for it, man. 
in the 14th minute, uh, a goal by uh, Farfias. Uh, sorry if I put your name. I don't care. You're irrelevant just because you're on our team that was made because of three players. Uh, right footed shot to the right side of the box and the left footed corner. Um, assist. Uh, and watching that goal, it was the slowest roll I've ever felt in my life. It was a very precise, precise. It was a very precise, like, goal. I say that because he, like, had to sniper that past McCarthy and then right at the post, like, to the far right, to the far right post, just, to, or sorry, far left post to score that goal. And it was it could just tell you how the game was going to go on moving forward throughout the whole thing. Yes, Bam. Nine out of a hundred, he misses. Oh yeah, he of course. Was, he, 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 he was slipping. He, he wasn't meaning to do that. It was a hit and hope. That's yeah, all that was. Like, like oh, well, I'll fling it, and then it didn't help that McCarthy just, I guess, rather than than setting himself, was shifting to the near post. Completely out of position, no angle cut. I don't know what he was thinking, but after the shot was given, he still made a step to the left. And then, of course, just fell on his side, because what are you going to do if you've shifted all your weight to the left and the shot goes to the right? You look like a fool and the ball rolls in. And that's exactly what happened. So for me, that's not even, I wouldn't call that an XG. That ain't nothing. That was just a hit towards goal and, and nothing major. And McCarthy made a meal of it. He's out of position. It's that simple. He was not ready for the play. Um, mistake one. We'll call it that because it gets crazier as we go along. Tony. Um, it's like I said, there's um before that, there is the Buanga shot that's deflected and with Vela wide open on the right. And you know, you could see his frustration with that because of like he was wide open let's just be honest wide open on the right hand side with perfect one-on-one with the keeper no one guarding him and everything and he has all right to be upset but out of most of the times i want buonga to take that shot but sometimes i want him to pass it and you can tell i think buonga's just overall i think buonga's frustrated from the past couple of games of him not finishing and not playing at his best that he's just taking forcing shots now that are not even available anymore i mean it was a story about wasted opportunities in that first half it, it was it was absolutely all the things tony's been telling us and 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 screaming from the highest hill about showed themselves in that first half they really did um but the selfish play killed us because if you look at the stats if you break it all down you look at where Wonga's at there wasn't a single opportunity that he set up in the entire game. Not a single attacking pass, nothing to send anybody. It, it was all, if he was in front of goal, it was all him. Um, he didn't focus at all on his teammates in these plays, which isn't normally him, right? Um, that hasn't been it. But in this game, I it was guess every man for yourself. Add in the madness of our new, our new center forward who didn't have even, he had one shot all game and it wasn't even on target. I mean, all bad things there, right? Who's playing for this team? Who's actually showing a threat in this game? You know, there's 22 shots. And we'll just say it right now. What, six made it on target? It, it, you know, first half was that story, right? We really showed that and, and how to waste waste the game. Um, 
I was hearing Ray Hudson on his show this week talking about that first half being probably one of the best played first halves he's ever seen by a team. And he was talking about us, LAFC, not Messi's side, uh, to go nowhere, you know, to get nothing out of it. And and he was he was lamenting it. Like, how do you not get something out of what you just did? So it's beyond frustrating. Um, and it should be. And, and the situation with Vela and Wanga, Vela's the elder statesman, right? He is the guy. And he's wide up with no coverage. You got to show some, some, what's the easiest way to say it, but awareness. Like you're on a team here. You got to take what they give you. And that was one where they very, very much surrendered. Um, and, and he didn't do it. So waste, you know, wasted effort in the first half. That's what we were seeing there. Bam, you want to add in on that? It was plain simple. The first 15 minutes, how we were not up 3-0, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say now, uh, their keeper, Kalienda, great game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a great game. He made some critical saves for him, and he had a great game. So to him, I've got to, give him, got to commend him for all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, we wasted chances. To me, Bawonga's overthinking stuff right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's gripping it. That's what he's doing. Uh, everything, everything is a little over overcooked um, from him right now. I can't help but think that maybe the occasion got to him, right? You know, the whole world is watching. Messi's in our building. Well, it would be a fine time to show off, right? To show what you got. And then he does that. I mean, if I'm watching it, I, I see the skill set. But, man, it, it didn't help his stock. I will say that. Uh, it, it couldn't help his stock. Yes, the other play, it was beautiful otherwise. But you're there to do a job. Right, you're there to do something, and he didn't. He didn't. None of our guys up front did, um, and, you know, and didn't take till later for us to finally get on the board. But you know, we had the run, we had it, um, and and pretty much handed this game away in the second half completely. Um, and and to see where we were at by that point in the second half is just baffling at this point of the season. So. Tony, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Let's get through that second half so we can really lay into this match. Uh, 51th minute goal by Inter Miami by Jordi Alba. Left foot shot from the center of the box to left corner, assisted by Messi. And after that one, you kind of hit, like you kind of felt like the the sting coming and going in because it was frustrating the whole game and it was frustrating the, that whole second half as well because so many missed opportunities and it keeps going because of in the 83rd minute, uh, Campana, uh, left foot a shot center, uh, same situation on a fast break assisted by Messi, putting up three, three nil. And honestly, that should have been our scoreline heading into it. <laughs> But again, couldn't finish until the 90th minute with on a corner kick. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead header, so header with a goal, you know, too little, too yeah. late. Uh, thank you, Holling Hollingshead, for scoring and still trying to keep it somewhat level. But we had an opportunity, we had like a couple seven minutes of extra time, but couldn't really finish. And that was the that that's like been the story of this whole season is. As many goals have we said, um, have we scored, and like in the beginning and everything like that, I started seeing the trend. People then started seeing the trend, and you know it goes away and comes back. But I keep in harping on this: is the finishing is not there. 
the opportunities when they're presented, they just do not um, just take advantage of it and, you know, piss, piss the opportunity away. Um, shout out to McCarthy, though, for uh, not giving the world what they wanted on the stage, which was uh, stopping Messi from scoring. So it was one of those moments that was posted on our socials, MLS socials, and then all over the world on ESPN, every, everything, stuff like that. So good job on McCarthy for at least denying Messi from the goal in Los Angeles so he can score that against Carson when he comes back <laughs> that way. But yeah, maybe, <laughs> but overall this game was just horrendous and um, having a conversation with people afterwards and like, yeah, everyone's like, Oh, they were starstruck and you know, it's messy. It's Alba. It's, you know, it's I even... but, but it's just like, I, I, I can't, I, I understand it's starstruck, but if we want to be into that next tier league, we need to stop. We need to stop saying like, oh, starstruck and all this stuff because we're going to get guys like this. We're going to have players like this eventually in our own ranks before they move on to Europe or maybe we or they stay here and they become one of those big players. And we have to play in day in and out. The same thing with Vela said, like Vela played against Messi. Let's, let's be honest. He was the third top scorer in La Liga behind Ronaldo and Messi during their prime. Yeah. And people forget that, but it's like, I understand starstruck and never player, but then Aaron Long shouldn't be an international player if that's going to be a starstruck. Acosta shouldn't be an international player if that's starstruck. Buonga shouldn't be an international player starter if he's starstruck because they play him all the time. And he played him in, against PSG. So that excuse is no longer valid because we have to, as a league, as a team, grow up and stop this Oh, starstruck, starstruck this player. Yes, Messi is one of those enigmas like Ronaldo where you only get two in a generation and the other two gen in the generation are playing for PSG and Manchester City. And that's rare to get him back to back like that. Pam, I'll let you go and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it rip. I know you're ready for it. Go for it. I can understand certain players being starstruck. I can understand... Um... Bogus being starstruck, um, maybe McCarthy being starstruck. The young players, I can understand being starstruck. Villa, Bulwonga, Acosta, Long. You're international players. You play against Messi's of the world from other countries. Now, yes, they're not as good as Messi, but they are their country's version of Messi's per se. You shouldn't be Star Trek when he comes to town. Maybe the first five minutes, sure. But the first 15 minutes, we were outplaying them. What happened? <laughs> uh, Araceli, do you want to jump in on this one? Let's see if I can, because it looks like my Wi-Fi is acting a little wonky here. But <laughs> well, what I'll say very quickly is, I'll be, I'll be honest, I really did not have a chance to watch the match itself, because I was doing game coverage at the same time for next pro so off the little glances that i was able to take it was one of those matches where you know tony was just saying right now there is no excuse for players to be starstruck when a lot of them do have history of playing against messi in the past but other than that i mean just seeing that crowd overall and just the intensity of it 
even with the celebrities that we wouldn't normally see, like Prince Harry, that that one really drew me off guard. But it, it was one of those matches that is going to be talked about for a while. And it, you wish it could have gone the other way, but I guess that was the silver lining was McCarthy de- denying Messi twice. So on to the next match, I suppose. I I guess I'm going to be that guy. We weren't starstruck. I don't like that. I, I think that whole line is, is nonsense. If we were starstruck, we wouldn't have, we would have been outplayed for the day and we were not, we would have been outshot for the day and we were not. We had the numbers to win this game. We created the opportunities to win this game. A player that starstruck is not going to execute like that. The reason we didn't win this game is the big money guys that we pay to put the ball in the net didn't. That's it. I think that's it for me. We did what we had to do to win this game outside of finishing, which has been our story time and again. It took a defender to get us a goal. Also a defender who screwed up and cost us a goal, right? Dropping too far back where the rest of the line was holding and giving them a breakaway. That ain't starstruck. That's sloppy. It's that simple. Uh, look at just look at the stats for Bwanga. He had three out of five shots on goal, 60% on shots. If you look at his passes into the final third, which means passes to a fellow opponent or a fellow player in the final third. Remember, we're dominating at times. He had one all game. One. One. That's not starstruck. That's selfish. Let's be honest. If we look at his expected goals, he had 1.4. That means the guy setting him up on the day Create enough opportunities for him to have one and a half goals potentially. Give that to anybody else on the other side. Go give it to Martinez, right? One will go in, right? That ain't starstruck. That's that's inept on the day. That's what that is. It's not finishing on the day. That's what I saw. 71% of passes. Like to me, his just he wasn't. He wasn't doing what he needed to do. Expected assist. This is the funny one. Expected assist 0.01. Again, not a single lead pass to give somebody the opportunity to score. Nothing from him on this end. Now, if I go to Gonzalez, well, this is even more entertaining. This guy plays, what, 62 minutes. He has one total shot the entire game. One. Remind you, there's 22 shots taken in. He's participating as your center forward, and he has one. Created one chance the entire game. His expected goals were a point two. Your center forward, your new number nine. This is what he's giving us on the day. Expected assist, point three. What was he doing out there? I'm still trying to figure that out. What was he doing out there? So I'm looking at the rest of the team behind them. They seem to be making the plays. They seem to be bringing the ball forward. The guys you pay to put the ball in it weren't doing the job. That's not starstruck. That's just what we've been doing all year. That's why we don't have any trophies at this point in the year. We should have had possibly two, right? It's a running trend, and it continues. We've done it against everybody. Miami ain't special. Miami is not special in this situation that we're in. Are they? Bam, am I wrong in this? To me, it's execution. It is 100% execution. As you said, the stats don't lie. The stats were saying that we should have been 3-0 up, 4-0 up, all that kind of stuff. But for me, 
although you're saying not starstruck, it was partly starstruck. That's why they're throwing off the game. So that has to have some benefit to it. But that being said, though, it seems as though certain players I've hit a form where they're overthinking. They're not not just hitting and hoping what they have been for most of the year and scoring goals, going after instincts. They're overthinking it, which is making it harder and harder for them to score. It's the same overthinking we do every time we play Carson. We did in the Rose Bowl. There's nobody special on that team. I really, I, I you know, you can, I do the after effects, right? Everybody, oh, happy go lucky. I get to meet Messi. That that sucks, right? I'm not for it either. It's not cool. You lost a game at home again. That's the starstruck side. I could I could be angry with. Like, come on, man. Like, show some self respect in the moment. But in the game, man, no, I, I just, I, too many chances created for me to say that the whole team was starstruck. It's just not it. It ain't it for me. I'll leave it at that. Tony, you want anything else to add on this one before you throw it out to the community? Um, biggest concern besides finishing now is can this team win in a big moment when all eyes are on them? Because there's only been one moment and that's been, against Carson away and when we finally got that you know and that's it because Rose Bowl choked that Champions League choked that we threw away the US Open Cup so it is what it is again Rose Bowl against Monterey choked that and now against Miami which we should have at least tied. We'll say tie. You know what I mean? Because the way we were performing, I'm going to get with all the goals that we should have gone. I'll say tie. Should have tied. Momentum changed if goals go in. But again, choked and miss missed the opportunity. Like, I don't care about like socials, about our players posting about Messi and like, oh, go, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's off the field things. It's going to be, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's like going to Portland, we have to write the ship because once Carson comes in, it's like if we don't show up for that, there is going to be hell to pay, especially with playoffs coming forward moving. You know what I mean? Well, we haven't clinched a playoff spot. I, I you know, if you really want to break it down, the West is tightened up. You've got to win some games here in the stretch or you won't go to the playoffs. Real talk. So they gotta wake up. We can't just be hum, ho hum. We'll, we'll, we'll be in the playoffs like it's a formality. It's not anymore. We've squandered enough to put us back in the pack. It's now we're a part of the show now, chasing. We've done that to ourselves. So we can say, oh, you know, big deal. We'll, we'll find our way. Nah, uh, we can't. And now you've got to write the ship on the road in Portland, which historically has been a, a war for us. And yes, they've been bad this year, but guess what? They're not bad anymore in terms of performance. They're getting better with a new coach. And we'll go into that. And then you got Carson playing for their absolute lives. They've got to come into our house and do something if they're going to survive. And it doesn't look good for them. So now you have a, a desperate and wounded team that feels confident because, well, you squandered a game against them or two. Um, and so they're not feeling so bad about coming to our house. Yeah. That's the reality of it. All right. Let's throw it up to everybody. See where they're at right now. Guys, fire away. Do not hesitate. Let it rip. We want to hear from you. We want to hear the, the truth. That's always how it is here. So let's go for it. Uh, 
Uh, Dave Gomez back in the mix is Hello Familia Black and Gold. Daniel Angel says, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I hope we're doing okay. Um, he says, I'm here in Stumptown Rose City. Let's keep Timber joining his chainsaw science. See, Daniel went. He knows what's up. There's a lot of you there, man. Have fun out there. We, I'm, you know, we'll live through you. We'll do that. Uh, Yost says, ninth minute. How many bad words did Vela say in his tirade? I, I think there was French, there was English, and Spanish in that tirade. I mean, he kicked the ball in the stands. I like that Vela. That's my kind of Vela. We need a pissed off Vela. Vela's better when he's pissed. That's good. Uh, Dave Gomez, do you think the chemistry between Vela and Bongo will be assorted for the Portland match? They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Um, it has to be. Um, I'm sure they'll figure it out. It didn't look like the kind of fight that was lasting. It was, you saw Bongo's look on his face. You know, he screwed up. He knows where it's at and he's hearing it today. Um, black and gold soldier says Aaron long and Mario Gonzalez out. I am with you on this man. Mario Gonzalez at this point, what he's giving us simply all he's doing is holding back Ordaz and his development. I would have felt more confident with Ordaz in the lineup against Miami. Let's be honest from what we saw. Yeah. Um, and Aaron long. Yeah. We need some Mario out there. I I'm with you. I dig it. Um, black and gold soldier one. <laughs> Two of Aaron Long's mistakes were goals. Well, and Hollingshead. <laughs> and McCarthy, you know, um, moments. Definitely moments. Uh, Anthony Bermudez. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you on Sunday. Being supporters of the There we go, Anthony. Thank you for reaching out to me and saying hi, man. I, I love it when you guys come up to me. So, um, all black and gold family. That's what we are. So, I enjoy the conversations, dude. Black Gold Soldier says, Mario Gonzalez has one job, attack, 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 find the ball, attack. He hesitates. Get... Yeah, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm with you. Not right now. That's for sure. He's making Miss Chicho even more. That's what he's doing. Uh, Daniel on hell. The word is deference. If you defer to your captain because they are the leader, that is the usual plan. The guy in the armband leads. Usually. Uh, Andrew Bernines, Bonga, man, why is he always trying to be a hero? I feel like that after the play with Vela. Vela was checked out of the game. He wasn't getting the opportunities. Uh, he was on an island because of these guys. Look what he's working with in the moment, man. <laughs> Dave Gomez, second half had the start to my Monday. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Monday off to an empty feeling. Yep, for sure. Daniel Hill, Bonga had a higher XG than Miami's three scores combined. Exactly. Exactly. But tell me we were starstruck. Um, Black Gold Soldier, being starstruck is an American thing. Yeah, but the guys screwing up weren't American. <laughs> yes, Tony. It's an American thing, but you would think, especially here in Los Angeles, which is Hollywood, and you don't get starstruck. You know what I mean? Like I've seen celebrities in my cafe and made friends with them, but I'm not like, Oh my God, it's so-and-so it's just like, they're normal people. And it's like, I get it. But in Hollywood, in LA, how many famous people do you see walking down the, the, the streets of Los Angeles and saying hi and like not even noticing, you know? So it shouldn't, it is an American thing, but it shouldn't be in a Los Angeles thing. The West Sider is spoken, man. <laughs> I get no, I, I hear it all the time. 
And yeah, it's fun. I, honestly, it's entertaining. It is. Um, I just, yeah, I'll let it go. Um, he says, you agree Aaron Long should go. Uh, I think we need rotation. Am I over Aaron Long? No, I'm not. But you need rotation. He didn't have a good game. Several guys didn't have good games. Can he bounce back? Yeah. Would I have started him? Yes, I would have started him. You need experience back there. Did it work out for the greatest? Not in the moment. But he was your best option in that moment. Would I start him in Portland? No, I would not. Um, Daniel on Hill. Steve blamed individual mistakes, but at the same time took accountability for not having the team prepared. We aren't consistent. Tony is right about finishing. I will say this about Dolo. He wasn't wearing the boots. He didn't lace them up. There's nothing that you can really do if a forward goes on that kind of a tear. They train for this constantly. His job was to get them in the right position, the right organization to create opportunities to win this game. They did just that. I don't think I'm wrong in this, but his job is to get them in position to play this game and win this game. They were in position to win this game, and those that we were supposed to rely on to put the ball in the back of the net simply didn't. That that's where I'm at. Uh, happy foot, sad foot on the, in the mix. There are the boys. It says Philly semifinal, CCL and Galaxy and Carson. That's that's it. The right now, yeah, that, that's change. what we're holding on to, man. This is this is a rough hold, and I can't help but feel that there's some bad juju when we threw a home game away to Carson. Whether it's the twos, whatever, that kind of set us on our trajectory, guys. Um, you know. You don't surrender ever, and that was a surrender, and it's, it's been funky ever since. Um, Daniel Angel says, Bam, could you please be specific? Which players are overthinking, or is it too many? Who's your overthinkers, Tony? No, Bam. Oh, Bam. For, for, Bam, go yep. for it. For me, the main one is Bonga at the moment. He's overthinking too much. You know, he, beginning of the season, he was free-flowing, taking shots first time, all that kind of stuff, scoring goals. Now he's not. So obviously he's doing something that he wasn't doing then, which to me is overthinking. A few of the other players with their passes are overthinking too much. Just <clears throat> To me, to get there, have a bit more fun. That's the main thing. When you start playing with fun, goal scores. To me, they're not like they're playing with the passion and fun that they did begin the season. Oh, that's swagger before the Champions League final. We'll put it there. There was swagger in this lineup, right? There was just that an inevitability that you're going to hit it any old way you can. It's going to find its way through the keeper. That's where we were before that final, before we, and of course the open cup throwaway. After that, it's been a different team. It has. Um, do they play well? Yeah. But the guys that you were counting on just all of a sudden haven't found it. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, Dave Gomez is putting it right there. There's three issues finishing clinically, being in the moment, team chemistry. Yeah, you don't want to see your two highest skilled players fighting on the field. It's not a good look, not a good look at all. Makes you wonder if there's more behind the play, right? Um, yeah, it's an issue. Uh, Happy Foot said, said, said the Galaxy are playing great too. I mean, the opponents they've faced, I mean, they are getting better under the moment. Um, they're competitive, that's for certain. Um, they're selling off the 
what I think the uh, the latest guy to go is an attitude. Um, I think they're selling off attitudes. A certain player is injured. And I think they've played great since they he's been gone. Let's be honest. They played better without him. Um, they're finding their way. That's for sure. Is it enough? No. Um, happy foot, sass foot. Bwanga's out for Portland. He's in Africa. Yep. Maybe we need we're that. Mi- we're missing a few and they're missing a few. Portland too. And definitely Bam's going to cover us on that as we do the preview. Um, yeah, not respecting international match days because that's everybody's midday delight. Um, Dave Gomez says, I want to see uh, Kike get a lot more time. I want to see Kike get a lot more time. I want to see Krastev get a lot more time. We have guys that are capable. I want to see Ordaz get more time. He was looking good before number nine showed up. He was, and then we don't see him anymore. He's featuring for LAFC too. Not a good vibe. Not a good vibe. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of young faces that I feel good about. If they get in the lineup, we'll be fine. Um, yes. Uh, Kike had 30 minutes, no shots. Seems unfair. It's when he came in, man, it was not. Yeah, they were pretty much parked at that point, playing a counter on us. They, Yeah, it was tough to break through at that point. They're pretty solid. Um, yeah. There we go, guys. There are the comments. Thank you. Come back for the second round of it as well as before we do our our, our next preview. Um, yeah, because we got to talk Portland people. And, of course, community. That's what we always do. So I'm going to pass this over to Tony. He's ready. Uh, what have we got in the community, sir? Let it rip. Um, nothing too much. There are some things going on in the background. So hit up your local SG's leaders for that information. So that's the only information I can give on that. On top of that, we do have watch parties because it is a away day if you are not traveling to Portland. So first one, of course, is Lucky's and crew are going to be at La Perla in Downey. Uh, so the game starts at 730. Uh, it's going to be at 8803 Imperial Highway, Downey, California. So if you're down near Downey, you need a watch party crew and luckies will be hosting their own as well as the offsiders will be at king's row gastro pub at 7 p.m uh 20 east colorado boulevard pasadena california 9-11-05. and of course uh black army will be at uh what was it? cheers i was like i remember it was like a weird like not a weird one TV but it was like show. Yeah, exactly. I remember when that happened. I was like, cheers. Like, what? Uh, cheers at 7.30. Come check it out. It's a really cool spot. I went to check it out really well. It um, Start time is at 7 p.m. Game time is at 7.30. And that will be at 717 South Gabriel Boulevard, San Gabriel, California, 91776. Uh, get there early. Parking is a weird situation. So you can park at the at the area and then also you can pile on the side street just a little bit sideways so get there early it'll be a good time it's a really cool venue so if you get there come hit us up so uh that is all i have for community news at the moment there we are thank you sir that of course brings us into the lafc2 update araceli is in the mix let's go for it araceli well, for LAFC 2, it's just kind of like a lot of the league right now. 
there is only two more weeks left of the regular season until we take a break and then go straight into postseason. But before I get into that info, um, LEFC 2 did fall to Austin this past weekend in the shootout 5-4. to four. Um, Joe, Austin's Joe Hafferty opened the scoring in the 13th minute. And in the second half, Jeremy but Bohia? Bohia? I will pr- work on these names. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but he converted the penalty, uh, the equalizing the game. Oh, my goodness. I am so sorry. My I am tongue twisted now because of this name. <laughs> but ultimately, the equalizer sent the game into uh, penalties, which I just said they fell five to four. Next up, LAFC 2 will drive over to Carson for the third edition of El Traffic Chico. The series is currently tied one to one. If you are not going to Portland or going to any of the watch parties, it is a 7.30 kickoff. Um, I, As I've always mentioned, you know, I do highly recommend that you go out and support the guys. They always um, appreciate seeing the support, even though both teams have been eliminated from playoff contention just to have a chance to essentially watch the future is always good, especially now that we are in the very last weeks of the season. But if you are unable to make the game, it will be streamed on Apple TV. And as I hinted before with the season starting to come to an end, just kind of a little reminder, decision day is on the 28th. And LAFC 2 will be on the road for that. So you will have two chances to at least see them in the LA area before they go up to San Jose for decision day and ultimately end their season on the road. Again, as um, the weeks come along, I will be kind of sending out little reminders, posting it on socials, and just trying to keep you as updated as I possibly can. There we go. LASC 2 News closing things out. Thank you, Araceli. I do know that there are supporters that are definitely going to go to Traffichico. Sounds like Frappuccino. It's really throwing me here. Um, Right, Tony? See, see, that 100%. man. Um, There will be supporters going. There will be numbers for this, I understand. At least that's the plan. Um, we'll see how that works itself out. Um, that should be fun if you want to go down there and give those dudes hell. Um, a good warm-up for the next week, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's on. Um, if you can please go keep in contact with your local supporter group, there will be some plans in play. Um, yeah, not the greatest season for the boys, but good development. Guys have had their opportunities, they've built off of it. So on that side of success. And of course, we got Araceli in town for one weekend because of them. So yeah, that too. So that works as well. Um, all right. So I guess we're on to the black and gold vinyl club minute. Um, I've thought of one band. If you guys have another, I'd say fire away. And we got one. I thought of one. Um, there you go. My, mine's a bit of a joke one because we're playing Portland and thought, why not? So the song was re- that I'm chosen was released as a single in 1975, but it was used in a TV show before that. Okay. I'm going Monty Python's Lumberjack song. 
<laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> we lost Araceli to connection, by the way. But hey, there we go. Lumberjack song from Monty Python. You know, I Modest Mouse almost made it in. I ain't gonna lie, but uh, I I like the Lumberjack song. That that's that's a true winner. Thank you, sir, for finding one. I got a good one for next week. That's for sure. Araceli right. is back alive. She survived. There she is. Welcome back, Araceli. It's my wife. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't know what's going on. All good. All good. So, yes, the Lumberjack song. I'm not sure if you've heard that one, Araceli, but I would definitely say check it out. It's it's, it's um, yeah, Monty Python Lumberjack song, one of the greatest Monty Python songs of all time. And it worked out well because right. last night when I was going to bed, flicking through TV, one of my favorite Monty Python movies, The Meaning of Life, was on. So I ended up watching that before I going to bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Gotta gotta cover Monty Python. Finally got him on. There you go. Well done, sir. All right. Let's move it on to uh LAC versus Portland Timbers. Now that we've spoke of lumberjacks and hopefully silent chainsaws this weekend. Um, silence them bastards. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about it. So uh Saturday, 7 30 p.m. kickoff. Portland Timbers, who are 7, 9, and 11, will be taking on LAC, who's 11, 7, and 8 terms of form tony what's going on over in portland man um portland is in pretty decent form in the last two games not in the last part of the three games so what i mean by that is so in leagues cup they lost to monterey one nil in regular mm-hmm. season play when we got back into starting they lost to uh houston five zero they lost to the whitecaps uh three two and then they started to get a little bit better and beat uh, Salt Lake uh, mm-hmm. 2-1 and then tied Seattle 2-2. So they're coming back on a better high than we are because of, you know, as all you know, we've come on back-to-back losses, one to Charlotte and one to Inter-Miami. So in terms of the momentum, they have it in spades at the moment. Adding into that, uh, Giovanni Savarese, their their coach, was was removed after five seasons at the helm after their 5-0 defeat to Houston, um, you know, day after he lost his job. And so they only had basically under their new caretaker coach, which was the assistant coach. Um, they've got a loss, a win, and a draw, and everything's competitive within a goal. So all of a sudden they are a different, a different setup. Um, Portland of old is no longer Portland of old, Dave kind of found themselves you could say um look a lot more competitive and the seattle tie um was pretty wild they were down two nothing seattle took a red card and then portland came back and tied this thing up and had chances to win it seattle had chances to steal it and make it a three two um all they ultimately did was 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 pretty much killed their chances to win the Cascadia Cup. It looks like they both kind of handed it to Vancouver. So uh, that, that's what happened there. Uh, but they're looking different, um, and we all see our problems. Now, looking at their stats so far, they've got, what, 32 goals on the year. We're at 40. They're negative 12 on goal difference because they've, you know, allowed 44, which is pretty ridiculously bad, uh, while we've allowed 30. Um but otherwise, I mean, production is not that bad. Defense was their issue. Um, losing 5 nothing, yeah, that kind of boast, boasted up. But now you can see things are getting better for them. Um, injuries and suspensions for this match, I think, is going to be the real, real story 
because they're missing guys to international duty and injuries like crazy. We've got one injury and then international duty issues as well. So I'm going to hand this over to Bam. He's our expert on this thing. Who's gone? Uh, for Portland, they're missing um, Nisgoda, Williamson, and Alaya. They're at pretty much all out for the season. Um, they're also mm-hmm. missing uh, Arujo, who's out playing for Br- Peru. He played the first half of the new little draw today against Paraguay, and, he, and then he's Peru's meant to be playing Brazil on the twelfth. They're missing one David Mosquera who's with Colombia under-23, who is playing the Mexico sides on the 9th and the 12th. And then we're seeing Brian Acosta, who's out for Honduras, who's playing Jamaica tomorrow in Kingston, and then um, Grenada on the 12th. So that's who Portland's missing. For us... um, Huge hit, yeah. That is a huge hit. For us, obviously, we're missing Buonga. He's in um, Matrices right now with Gabon. They play on the 9th at I think 9 a.m. your time. So it's 10 hours before our game is when they play. We're also missing Oliveira, who's out for Uruguay. He plays tomorrow against Chile and then on the 12th against Ecuador. We're missing Maldonado, who's playing for Honduras. Um, Again, got um, Jamaica tomorrow and then Granada on the 12th. We're also missing Buke, who's with Croatia under 21 who's playing um, the Faroe Islands on the 12th. And we're also missing Torres, who's with Mexico under 20, who's in training camp in Argentina until the 13th. Good for him. He needs to play. Uh, Buke, hey, he gets, to, he gets to take care of his scoring issues against Faroe Islands. Yeah, I t- I'll take that anytime. You want to get your boots right? Faroe Islands is the team. Uh <laughs> Bam's laughing because he knows it's true. Uh, wow. So for both sides, yes, there's significant loss to the lineup. For them, I think it hurts a whole hell of a lot worse um, because it really plugs holes in their lineup. If you look at who their top scoring players were, you know, Evander had seven, Boley at six, Aspria at five, and then Mosqueda at two. Um, top assist man was Moreno at eight. Second was Mosqueda at six, and then Claudio Bravo. So, yeah, it ain't good for them, that's for sure. Now, looking at the lineups from the last two games, I mean, I'm only going to look at the last two games because, again, coaching changes change everything for a team. In both cases, they played a 4-3-3, more on the front foot, going at the game. Um, But it might be different because of guys missing. Now, their normal lineup, last lineup, they had Mora up top with Moreno and Chara. Uh, the other Chara was anchoring in the midfield with Paredes and Evander. Backline was Zupadic and McGraw with Mosqueda and Miller as their outside backs and Bingham in goal. Um, the week before that, Boley was up top as your center forward this time uh, with Moreno and Blanco on, you know, on the wings. Chara, Paredes, and Evander, same as before. And then McGraw, Zuparic. Uh, Mosqueda and uh, Bravo on the left. So you see there was a little shuffle, but not a big shuffle. So now we look at the lineup. Again, who's out of the 11 if we look at that last match, ma'am? The last match, out of the starting 11, not really anyone. Um, when they came off the bench, they left their international players on the bench for the last match. Yeah, so interesting. So they're getting used to us, I guess. Getting ready for this one. So your thoughts of probably that last lineup is what we're probably going to see running into this because 
what else are you going to do? Pretty much, yeah. Um, they are... Give me one moment. I throw it right mm-hmm. down. I'm pretty sure they are missing one player with a break. With um, it, cards. It, yeah, so no, they didn't get a red card. Uh, Seattle had the red card. Last no, time. but I think... Um, give me one moment. Well, the guys that down. got yellow cards last match for them was Zuparic, Espria, and Blanco. Uh, card. Guys getting cards. So if anybody's getting suspended, it's one of those three. Uh, Zuparic. Too many yellow okay. cards. So your center back, the guy they've had pretty much every game's gone too. That yep. helps us. That definitely I thought helps I, read, us. I read that on my list, but I must have missed it. But I remember seeing him like, wait, who am I missing? <laughs> Yeah, that makes it tough, man. I mean, what are they going to do? Shift Mosquera over into the center? Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Mosquera's not yeah. there. He's not there. So two two regulars aren't available. Uh, going to get real funky for them. I can't even imagine because they really don't shuffle much on the back line. Um, so mystery time of who gets into this match. Pretty interesting. All right. For us, though, it's uh, the story. What are we going to do? We have changes to the lineup. We have missing players. Buke is not an option to cover for Boanga because they're both gone. Um, and so it makes it kind of interesting on our end of things. And I think we'll go right to this top line. Who are our forwards going to be this week? Um, I'm going to go to Tony first on this one. Um, knowing who's missing, who are you going with? Who's your top um, three up there? Bella. Um, I think uh, Mario and Torres is gone, and so is Bolonga. Ordas, Ordas, Ordas. I don't think he gets a start, um, to be honest. No, I want him to, but I don't think he gets a start. Uh, I, I, I think who? Uh oh, man, um, what'd you got? I'm gonna say Bogus pushes up. I do too. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I think so. Bella too. Gonzalez Bogus. Um, I'm I'm figuring the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it's gonna be. Well, Araceli's shaking her head. What you got? Something different? What you got? What you got? Probably wishful thinking, but I'm in the camp before death. I wish to. I wish to. Um, people earn their way and he's earned his way. So yeah, I would definitely like to see her does, but I think, I think bam, you know, takes the logical choice and Bogus goes back up again. I know guys, we don't want to see him there, but it, it, it's the hard reality. Now midfield, of course, if Bogus isn't there, he's obviously moving up. Uh, yes, Sanchez and Acosta can't see them not playing again if they're available, which they are. So who shuffles next to him? I'll go back to you or Who's your midfield? Um, Acosta, Ilya, and Tillman. Ooh, those two together. <laughs> um, Bam. Tillman, Acosta, Ilya, Tillman. Tony? I kind of agree with them, Acosta, Ilya, and Tillman. Like, they need to get the reps as much as I want Duenas. Maybe to start, it's you need those reps because we need them to get in form for playoffs. I mean, Duenas hasn't been in that lineup starting for a long time. So, 
be hard to see him move in. Now, your back line, <laughs> Chiellini and Long, are they are they the same ones? Um, I'll go back to you, Bam, on this one. Who's your center backs? Long and... Brillo. Long and Murillo. Okay, Tony. Uh, Murillo and Maldonado. But he's on international duty. Oh, fine. Not available. Yeah, I know. That's I totally just I wanted him so bad because I don't want long, but it's gonna be long. (laughs) In all fairness, I was gonna say Maldonado too until he mentioned that. So I'll go to you, Araceli. Who's saving the day for us in Portland? I guess it's going to be Long and Mario then. I think it's going to be the same as well because there's no way they're throwing Chiellini on, on the turf. He's not going to do it. They're just not. They're not. I don't even want – they don't want Vela out there, but he's going to be out there. Um, I, I, I think we're we're stuck in, which, of course, that brings us to our outside backs. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be Hollingshead and Palencia this time. I might be wrong. Araceli, take the lead. Who are your outside backs this week? Hollings head has kind of been a staple in the back, so him for sure. It's a it's a T. It's easy. You saw him last game. He's back. <laughs> He's back. He's available. He didn't get called to the national team. <laughs> yeah, go with him. <laughs> All right, Palacios wins. Um, so you're thinking Palacios on the left, Hollingshead on the right. That would be my choice as well, because man, life gets so much better. Palacios in the lineup. Uh, Bam shaking his head, nodding. Actually, he's nodding in agreement. So uh, Bam yeah. is on the list as well. Uh, and Tony is giving me this this look right now. Um, <laughs> we have you un- unanimous yeah. vote here. So that is the thing. And now comes back yeah. to goalkeeper, guys. We get to actually talk on this one because honestly, I'm finally there and waiting for Max to come back. Is it McCarthy? Is it Max? Does Max finally get into a game here? Who's with me on this one? I want to see Max, but I think because it's the pitch, it's going to be J Mac. Yeah. Uh, Tony. I'm going to say Max just because we don't have that many games to get him into playoff form. So if it's going to be any time, it's got to be now. Because you're not going to put him starting against Carson right off the rip. Off the rip. No. And, and I'll mention the schedule in a few minutes when we talk about magic numbers. Because that is our last segment. I know. What? We're shaking it up. Yeah, we are. Um, you look at the schedule down the line. This is probably your one chance to bring in somebody yeah. to, to get a game in. Um, otherwise, it's it's McCarthy all the way. Yes. The other thing, too, is with Brillo and Palacios, they're both one yellow away from missing a game. Against Carson. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, Carson. Do you want to miss Carson? I don't think we have a choice, though, Bam. That's the thing. Do we really have a choice? You need wins. We'll talk about the numbers right now. No matter what, you need wins because the, re- the schedule gets that much worse after this one. Yes. See, freaking horrible. We what, have a terrible this... schedule. This is where we needed to win against Miami. We won against Miami. We could rest them, play some kids, and throw this yeah. game away. But at the moment, we can't throw a game away. No, we can't. So it's not going to happen. We're gonna. We could lose people for Carson. Dang. 
Um, yeah, so there's that. All right, let's talk about this. We see what we got with Portland. You see what our lineups are going to look like. I think it's pretty straightforward. So let's talk about what's left. We're going to call this one Magic Numbers. I know it's back. I just you got you guys missed it, right? But we're doing the magic numbers again. Um, so let's first talk about the schedule, and then talk about the wins needed to survive. Um, of course, we go to Portland this week. Next week we host the Galaxy, and then we travel to St. Louis, right on the twentieth. Then we travel to Philadelphia. After that, because that's easy. Oh, and then we get to come home. But it's not MLS. It's Campeones Cups, and Tigres is gonna take us on so we play for a goofball trophy against guignac because that's easy um and then we we stay home for the last two games of the season which is good but it's against chicho and salt lake and then it's against minnesota who's had a weird year that's decision day minnesota there's no pushovers from here on out there's no Miamis that are way out of the playoffs, right? There's none of that. Everyone left is in the mix. Everyone left is fighting for a spot. Nobody's out. They're all something. Some are contenders to win the whole thing. We have probably the hardest schedule for the remainder of the season. I'd argue it is the hardest schedule. They're all playoff teams. Congratulations. At least should be except for Carson because, well, they play like a playoff team when it's against us. So it's not going to be easy. Now, if you look at the magic numbers, postseason probabilities, all that fun stuff, I'm going to go over there to the winning numbers. Yay. Um, you know, they're giving us, if you want to look at percentage-wise, probabilities of making the playoffs. We are a 92% chance of making the playoffs at this stage. But it requires points. And you're like, well, what do you mean by points? Well, let's do this. Um back up on this one there we go so if you're looking at our numbers and if you want to finish in ninth place you still need to get a magic number of five that means that's a combination weak. of five. five five wins or three wins and a team that's chasing us gets two losses but it's five you have how many games left seven and five is your magic number that means things have to play your way Whoever's we're sitting in that last spot, which is Austin at 33 points, right? Or supporting Kansas City at 32 points um, while we sit here at, at, at 40. It's not that far away. Do you see how scary this is? We could still miss the playoffs. It can happen. Um, beyond that, if you want the eighth seed, it's also five, six for sixth or seventh seed seven for four and five or even three and eight wins to get number two and we do not control a destiny for number one because well they're pulling away which is st louis city at 47 so we're seven points back of the top seed one point back of the second seed which is the sounders we can't control that destiny either unless you win eight what eight there's not eight left you're right there's not eight left so you need help from somebody else that's where it at. So I said seven, it meant six. Sorry about that. So six wins away, six games out. Um, and you need eight, which means somebody else has to screw up to get to the second seed. That team is Seattle, people. Seattle. Um, yeah, so it's not easy. We got to do something special here to get out of this uh, and get a good seed. Also, remember, it's extended playoffs this year, so nobody's getting that by. So you just got to get in and get home field. Simple as that. Um, against a hard schedule. You know, um, Galaxy, they are second to last place, 29 points. They need eight 
magic number of eight just to make the playoffs. Do you see the problem for them? Um, Timbers do not control their destiny. Austin needs seven. Magic number is seven to make the playoffs. Desperate teams. Um, Minnesota United, they are sitting ooh, seventh seed. No, sixth seed right now. No, it is seventh seed. Um, they need to make the playoffs. So every team left is fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, RSL is just below us. It's actually tied on points. So, again, that ain't easy. There isn't a single team on this thing that's easy. Wake-up call. And it starts with Portland. They got to get it right. Missing Boanga, missing a few people, but they are too. Their center back situation ain't, ain't pretty. This is where we're at here. Um, strength of schedule, you already know that. Any other pictures you guys want to see with the magic numbers? There's so many stats out here. I think it's pretty straightforward. So there we are. Uh, Bam, you want to add in on the numbers? Do you feel good about things right now or a little bit concerned? bit concerned, but um, also with the international break coming up, with Bongo going over to Marisha to play over there for Gabon, Gabon must win this game to go to the next phase of African Cup of Nations. So this is yeah. a must-win game for them. So hopefully he can, he, they haven't scored in the last two games. They've lost 2-0 and 1-0. So they need this. And if they win this, they'll guarantee go through to the next stage. So this is a big game for him. Hopefully he will step up here and bring that form back home. There we go. There we go. I, I You know, we're rooting for him. We need to see him in the best form he can possibly be in. It'll build his confidence if he does something over there for us. So we need him to perform. We all love the guy. Again. He's had a funny run, but but we know what he's capable of. We got to get old Buanga back. That's for sure. Um, oh, you guys wanted percentages. I finally saw that. Our percentage of making the playoffs or missing the playoffs. I'll just throw that. 4% chance of not making the playoffs. Again, get some wins. It'll work itself out. Get some wins. This one starts. It all changes. Got to get a win this weekend. That simple. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, now that we got the magic numbers down, now that you guys hear the picture, it's our last chance to hear what you guys have to say for the night and before we get to our final thoughts. So let's hear your comments, guys. Uh, jump on here. We've got... Daniel Angel loving the song choice. There we are. Dave Gomez saying for a 4.30 wake-up call, the lads better have the ship righted and get the full three, right? That man has to get up early to watch you guys. So there you go. Um, Daniel on hell says, small axe, Bar Marley, if you're big tree, we are small axe, ready to cut you down. Like it. I like it. They're giving song suggestions. Good stuff, Daniel. Um, Daniel on hell says, if Gonzalez gets sat and Bogus Vela Oveta start, who do you, who do you have playing in the middle? Oliveira's out. He's not playing. He's international. So there it is. We're missing him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, yes, I guess would be your choice, right? Is that your alternate? Dwayne, yes. Yeah. Uh, Krastev start. I love Krastev. I do. Um, uh, over Tillman because he's playing best when competing with seafood to start. Yeah, Tillman's a little off. I will say that. Um, 
Daniel says use Long and Mario use Palencia first half on the right. Subbed in for CB. Hong says shift to the right when Cheeky comes in. It's worked before. It's worked before. All right. And then uh, Daniel Angel says, oh, it's frozen. I've lost it. Maybe you guys can get to it. There we, there go. we go. Last two games after Minnesota, Austin, and Vancouver. Those are not places you typically played well. Need good results. This depleted squad gets one now. We'll get a reform right. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota and Salt Lake. Yeah, we don't have to deal with, with Austin, right? We're done with that. So there's that. Tony, you add on that? You good? I'm doing pretty well. All right. So those are our comments of the night. Thank you guys for that. All right. Tradition dictates our final thoughts. Yep, we're here, guys. Of course, before we even get into that, thank you, thank you, thank you once again for tuning in uh, to the Madness That Is podcast. We'll release at midnight tonight, so if you guys want to check it out on uh, iTunes or anywhere that you like to stream it, it is everywhere. Uh, check it out. So let's go. Final thoughts, Aristelli. My final thoughts are simple. Um, wishing safe travels for all of those that are making their way up to Portland. If you're not traveling, I wish everyone just a fun and safe weekend, whether if you're going to a watch party or going to El Traffic Chico itself or just simply enjoying the weekend. Tony. Um, be safe this weekend, of course, with, you know, traveling to portland be safe out there especially your alcoholism consumption so drink responsibly also drink responsibly at the watch parties have fun and i just want to say thank you for all who come and visit who come and watch us live and listen to the podcast i know we don't say it enough but we do this because we have fun with it but of course we don't do it because we try to make money off it we do it because we're passionate about it and we like to talk about the beautiful game with you guys and the team that we all dearly love and support through it through thick and thin. So thank you all for listening and for watching. Hopefully we continue this and, you know, we're always trying to change and grow and hopefully that continues. Just saying, there we go. Thank you, Tony. He's right, man. It is always a blast hearing from you guys at the games. I think it's the best when you guys talk to us because we just, it's fun. It's fun. Um, we're all in it together. We're all the same. We're just supporting our team, doing whatever we can, whatever medium we can to do it. That's what we do. Uh, bam, you're on the floor, sir. Um, yeah, again, thanks to everyone for listening, treating and all that kind of stuff. And I will say again, mental health awareness is a massive thing. Reach out to your friends, send a message, say, hey, I'm going to a watch party. Do you want to come join me? Even if they're not LFC fans or into soccer, football, just bring them along. You know, you never know what, what can happen there. Um, also, like international weekend, hope all your international teams do well. Um, at 7 p.m. this weekend, too, hoping for Australia to get a win would be great. They're playing a little country called Mexico in Texas, so hopefully, Australia can get the win there. Um, but yeah, everyone, enjoy yourselves, have a great weekend, and Tony, <laughs> dang. I don't see those two outside fingers. Do you? I don't. I'm just saying. The visuals, the visuals, everybody. 
uh there we are all right thank you man so i'm gonna throw it out there first i should have said it earlier y'all notice the hat so i'm gonna throw it out there this is was made by junior you know jose zuniga one of our boys who has hosted on this show before black army founder like me old school member he made this to it for us um as you can see here with the logo it is our traditional logo with an added bar the bar of honor you could say it includes our one star for our championship and our two shields. Pretty cool, right? Um, this was a, a bit of a, a prototype that we were playing with. Um, still a prototype, right? We're always tooling with things. Um, this may or may not find its way into the public space. If you guys are interested, let us know. Because um, he's the man. He makes cool stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to get some Heart of LAFC stuff out there. It's been a long time since we've we've entered into the into the market so uh not beyond it that's for sure especially when uh these things ain't free to do we have it we have a passion for this but it ain't free uh so don't be surprised and if you want something just ask guys thank you again junior for making it happen it was fun to wear this at the game and of course bam there will be one in the mail at some point before this decade ends we'll get it to you so there we go all love guys um final final comments again Thank you, thank you, thank you for being you guys, the black and gold faithful, the ones that keep us moving, keep the team moving, drive us forward, and stole the show a little bit against Messi, let's be honest. Um, again, always putting it right. To the travelers, you're part of the story too, a big story. We travel well, and we will again. The boys need you up there, and you answer the call. To those guys who make the TFOs, all in the background, not on camera, making us look the way we do, getting tiras built, for the game the aesthetics covered the grunt work the hard work thank you man you are the ultimate faithful do it without asking for anything any favors just getting the job done thank you guys you are all freaking amazing um and on that note we'll say our final word araceli stay golden tony stay golden los angeles better voice than me uh, bam Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.